Welcome to this week's message from Rabbi Kevin Solomon, Senior Rabbi of Congregation Beth Hillel in Roswell, Georgia. Beth Hillel is one of the largest Messianic Jewish synagogues in the world and provides a place where Jewish people can find the Messiah, Yeshua, Jesus in Hebrew, and retain their Jewishness. It's also where Gentiles worship and embrace the roots of the faith in drawing closer to God. Click the link in the description to support this ministry or to view our YouTube channel. Let's join Rabbi Kevin now as he shares this word from Scripture. Thank you so much, worship team. Wow, that was powerful and anointed. Amen. Oh, it's a blessing. And, uh, and you know, something that's beautiful uh, is, and, and all of you know this, uh, before I get into my message, uh, you know, we're not robots. We're human beings. All of us are human beings. And so uh, we go through life, and it's, it's not always easy. Amen. Uh, and that's part of life, and that's part of this journey uh, that we're in. And in many ways, I think that the musicians uh, today uh, were in, uh, in many ways singing for the Lord, but for themselves also. Uh, it's, it was a special set. Uh, Bob is a leader of this particular uh, group, uh, and, uh, and I just... Uh, as somebody who's been in this congregation a long time, we're missing Dr. Garber uh, today for sure. All of us are. All of us, our hearts are, are, are missing him. It's his first time. <laughs> I'm missing him too. First time not being with us uh, on guitar in 41 years. 41 years. 41 years, faithfully. 41 years, y'all. Wow. Please, God, the Lord uh, says to us, well done, 41 years, 41 years playing guitar with this, uh, in this congregation. Whew. He's my friend also. Uh, in any case, uh, so some of us are a little emotional today. You understand why. Uh, I was just a little kid, and, and uh, you know, sometimes the rabbi says, you know, I was just a little kid, and he's joking. No, I was a little kid when I met Dr. Garber. But I sure appreciate uh, 41 years. That means a lot. Uh, so, my heart's full, because I know where he is. Uh, like, like these guys saying, he's playing with the angels. And I'm thankful for that. As you know, I don't particularly get especially emotional, you know, when I uh, am preaching a message. And I do have a message for you, which I hope is a blessing to you, but eh, I'm human too. And, uh, and I, for probably, I don't know, Bob, what do you think? Like, uh, I don't know, it was 15, 20 years, I play with them every Friday night uh, with the music group Nagila with Dr. Garber. Uh, I'm talking about me personally. Before I was a rabbi, I was one of the musicians here at Bethlehem, and uh, we didn't play, you know, our music teams, we have different music teams, they switch off, and they might play two or three uh, Shabbats a month, 
Well, these were the days where <laughs> it, was, yeah, it was every week, every Friday night, Nagila played for about 15 years or so without missing a Friday night, uh, 15 years straight. Uh, I played with Dr. Garber. He always was uh, either on, he started off playing bass, actually, for many, many decades, and then guitar, of course. Uh, and then as I uh, kind of moved on to other roles here at Bethlehem as a cantor and service leader and other things, uh, eventually he uh, came on to, to Bob's team. And Bob, how long have you guys been playing together now? Over 20 years with, with Bob uh, and uh, et al. and team. Uh, and so uh, it's, it's, it's we, you know, we, we uh, miss him. We miss him. Uh, and I know, of course, his son misses him uh, and the rest of his family. And our hearts are with you and pray for your family. And so, uh, and, and we love you. You know that. So. Oh, so the rabbi gets emotional here, and it's forever embrazened on YouTube. That's really nice. So uh, it's great to ugly cry on YouTube. <laughs> yeah, you know, but Dr. Garber is, is celebrating Shabbat in heaven, uh, and, uh, and he's having a good time. But wow, 41 years, that's a long time to play. Never missing, really. I mean, other uh, when he was out of town or sick or something, you know, 41 years, man. That's, whew, boy, when, when God says, well done, good and faithful servant, he's like, he was like, well done, good and faithful, 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 faithful. <laughs> 41 years, that's a long time. And I really, I can't tell you how much I thank you, David, as I mentioned earlier, for playing today and for helping us out some uh, uh, man, what a blessing it is to be able to give your heart and soul as these worship members do to the Lord, uh, as they lead us in worship, like, like, uh, like Bob said and like Dara sang too, is that the angels were singing, holy, holy, that's what they sing in the throne room of God. And they were enabling us to join along with the angels in singing, holy uh, is our God. Uh, hopefully you'll, you'll forgive a little personal reflection and uh, uh, somebody say amen. <laughs> okay, good. Thank you so much. Let's go to 2 Corinthians chapter 5, please. 2 Corinthians chapter 5. Ah, well, it is the first Shabbat of 2024, and I'll say Happy New Year to you. Thank you. Thank you. You know, whenever we reach a new year, it always feels just a little bit different. Uh, as we get a little older each year, and please God become just a little wiser. That's our, our, our heart's prayer and request. 2 Corinthians chapter 5 says something interesting that relates actually to, to thinking about even uh, Dr. Garber. Therefore, 2 Corinthians 5.17 says, Therefore, if anyone is in Messiah, he is a new creation. The old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. Woo, boy, that sounds good. New, chadash, new. You know, uh, every once in a while, you will get a coin. Some of you have experienced this before. Every once in a while, you get a coin, and it can be like a quarter or a nickel or a penny or some kind of a coin that is brand spanking new. You know what I'm talking about. You know, one of these coins that 
that are just like, it, it just immediately stands out. You might have a handful of change uh, for, for Gen Zers. Coins are these things that they use. It's uh, called cash and stuff. You, you don't, it's, it's, it's like, okay, I'll explain it to you later. But, but in any case, uh, if you have a handful of, of coins, if one is brand new, it just stands right out there, doesn't it? I mean, you can just immediately tell. It's like, whoa, what? okay, that one is really, and you look, and if it's a quarter or something, you make sure it's not, is that silver? You know, is that an old one? Because silver doesn't really, uh, but, but, but you know what I'm talking about, one that's been barely circulated, if at all, and when you do, it just shines. It shines. Man, it stands out. And honestly, by extension, almost anything that is kind of new kind of shines. It kind of stands out. And Rabbi Shaul teaches us here that if we are in Messiah, beloved, we are a new creation, a new creation. The old things have passed away and all things have become new. Sometimes if you've had a tough year, you almost feel like it's a relief when the calendar changes to a new year. You know, if you've had a tough 2023, then, then when you flip that calendar, you might just be like, oh, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I'm changing this calendar to a different year because, man, 2023 was tough. Whatever that you might be going through, glad to see 2024. There's something new and fresh. What's actually changed between last week and this week in a literal sense? Has the air changed? Has anything really? Uh, nothing's really changed, but it feels like something has changed because we are now in a new year. It is a new year, and because it is new, that there's something that's different that, that, that we feel about it. It's like this shiny new coin here. Now, maybe this past year for you was a good year, okay, but the principle remains, it is new. In fact, for that matter, if it, if it was a good year, you still think, wow, boy, 2023 was a really good year. I hope 2024 is good too, but it feels different. It feels different. It's new. It's new, okay? Uh, I, I recall people could not wait to turn the page on 2020. Woo, man. 20, December 31st, 2020, man, people were going, get me out of here. Woo, man, that, that was the first year of the pandemic, if I, as, as if I have to remind anybody, okay? Uh, and, and people were just like, man, get me out of this year. Take me to 2021 and take me to any other year than 2020. This has been kind of, you know, th there's a sense of something different in the new year, something new, if you will. Uh, and the word tells us that this, this actually defines us as believers. We are a new creation. We are something different than what was before. It says, old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. We are something different. We are something new, Cam, than what we were before. And as such, and as such, much like other new things, we should be shining brightly. We should, there should be some kind of a shine on us. Because remember, that's what these new things do, right? Think about that new coin. Think about that new coin, you know, that, that coin that's 2024 mint. 
Okay, here we are. It's only one weekend to 2024. It's the first Shabbat. If you happen to get a coin this week that's meant to 2024, you look at it and you go, man, this thing's hot off the press. Literally, and, and you know it's going to look just pristine and shiny, and, and the other coins all look kind of dull, right? Uh, but but, but that, that's what this represents. Think about that new coin, or for matter, that, uh, that new car. You know, that new car that is just so perfect. It's got that new car smell in it, right? You know, you know what I'm talking about? And on the outside, it just shines, man. I don't know. There's something about that new car shine that is just like, woo, that is a beaut. And it doesn't even have to be something fancy. It can be something rather pedestrian, like a shovel. <laughs> a shovel. You know what? A brand spanking new shovel actually looks kind of pretty, you know? I mean, it's like all, it's, it's, it's beautiful and it's, you know, I mean, some of you are like, wow, Rabbi, you got low standards. I understand, yeah, shovel, pretty. But you know what I'm saying, that, that shovel, before it's ever been, eventually, you know what happens? The first time you put that shovel in the dirt and push down your foot on that thing, it ain't ever going to be that pretty again. You, know, you, you understand that. But initially, when it's at Home Depot, and it's up there, and it's, it's, it's got that kind of glimmer, it's just shining, it's almost. It's like, wow, that's a beautiful, I think I didn't need a new shovel, but you already have a shovel. Yeah, but look at that shovel. <laughs> Whatever it is, it might be a new window. You know, it's just it, absolutely not a smudge on it. You know, it's, you Get a new window, and it's like there's one little smudge, and you're like, "What? What is this? What is this?" You know, I, I like, but but you know, windows typically get all. Hey, listen, it's just different. It just stands out. When something is new, it just stands out. Romans chapter six, please. Romans six. We got a good bit of scripture here today. This goes back to the symbolism. We're going to read in, in Romans chapter six. This is going to be going back to the symbolism that is found in the water immersion. When we are immersed in the mikvah, we are patterning ourselves after Messiah. Messiah died and rose again. Okay, remember what happened is this pattern that is established by Messiah. Messiah died and he rose again. He took all the sin and then he rose again, right? And similarly, that's symbolically what water immersion is. When we, when we go down under the water, it's, it's symbolic of death. And then when we come back up again, it's symbolic of the new life, the new man, the new nature, the new creation that God has made. What am I talking about? It says it, Romans chapter 6, verse 3. Or do you not know that all of us who were immersed into Messiah Yeshua were immersed into his death? Therefore, we were buried together with him through immersion into death in order that just as Messiah was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, that we too might walk in newness of life. For if we have become joined together in the likeness of his death, certainly we also will be joined together in his resurrection, knowing our old man was crucified with him so that the sinful body might be done away with, so we no longer serve sin. For he who has died is set free from sin. Amen? Amen. See, this is how, wow, y'all, I gotta tell you, this is one of the most 
seminal passages in Scripture that, under, that, that explains the believing life. This is how we are a new creation. We are no longer slaves to sin like the, the old man or the old nature was. The old nature was essentially a slave to sin. We were a slave to our own passions, our own desires, our own flesh. I don't want to do it. I don't want to do it. Okay, well, you know, that's our flesh, or, or I do want to do it. Okay, that could be your flesh too. But, but when we are in Messiah, we, we share in this, this crucifixion, if you will, this death, and we come up as a new creation. It's no longer the old man, the old nature that has dominion over our choices. The spirit is within us. Now, does this mean, does this mean that we never sin anymore? No, it doesn't mean that at all. But we are not under slavery to sin. You see, this is the difference, friends. We have the power through Messiah to overcome it. Amen? And if we do not overcome it, okay, then we are able to obtain forgiveness so that we are again made pure and new. See, it's like God has this way of making us new. And, and when we come out of that water, when we say yes to Yeshua, we are new. It's not like we are, you know, tainted. Or when you sin as a believer even, when you say, God, please forgive me that, I shouldn't have done that, he makes you new. It's not like he looks at you and goes, oh, you were kind of good, but oh boy, you really messed up bad. You're on a serious probation. No, no, no. He makes you new. You shine again like you shine when you were that new penny. Philippians chapter 2. Because if we live our lives as this new creation, we can't help but to shine. If we live our lives as a new creation, we've got to shine. You can't help but shine. If you're really living it, living out your life as a new creation, there'll be something about us that will be different. That the, the, you take the handful of coins, you go to Coinstar, and you, you dump in all the coins you've collected. Some of you do that, right? Okay, and, and as all they're going down the tube, whatever, you, you, you see there's a couple that are really, really shiny. Well, this is what you should be in the world, is noticeably different, noticeably shiny. Philippians 2 verse 14 says, do everything without grumbling or arguing. Woo so that you might be blameless and innocent children of God in the midst of a crooked and twisted generation. Among them, you shine as lights in the world. See, we are learning here that if we are children of God, that we will be different and are noticed in this generation. It says we will shine as lights in the world. There's something different about us that shines. There's something different about a guy who serves 41 years on a worship team in, a con in the same congregation, no less. <laughs> There's something different about that dude. He shines. 
He's not like all the other coins. You see, this is what we should be as a new creation unto God as well. Proverbs chapter 29, please. It's a new year. We are here in a new year. Will you be shining this year? Think about 2024. Think about your own life. What do you want your legacy to be? Well, you can, you can start writing it or write the next chapter in 2024. Are you going to be shining? Let me give you something to think about, and this is kind of a, a two-parter here, so follow me on these two passages. First, Proverbs chapter 29, uh, 27, Proverbs 27, verse 19. It says this, As water reflects the face, so a person's heart reflects the person. That's an interesting proverb, isn't it? As water reflects the face, so a person's heart reflects the person. Okay, so the state of your heart very deeply reflects who you are. Matthew chapter 13. Let's take a look at this. So there, there's something about the, the state of the heart uh, and, and what it reflects that really speaks as to who you really are. Okay, we get this. Now connect that with Matthew chapter 13. In Matthew chapter 13, Yeshua was speaking and he quotes the prophet Yeshayahu, the prophet Isaiah. And, uh, and at that time, Isaiah was talking about how the people were not seeing the truth. And Yeshua brings up the prophecy from the Tanakh, from Isaiah, about people not seeing the truth and not hearing the truth. And then he commends his disciples and says, yeah, but you guys do hear the truth. And you guys do see the truth. So let's hear him quote the prophecy from the Tanakh and then talk to his disciples. Verse 15, Matthew 13, 15. Yeshua is quoting Isaiah here. For the heart of this people has become dull. I want to say that again. I want you to catch this. Because remember what Solomon said in Proverbs. For the heart of this people has become dull. The heart, interesting way to put it. The heart has become dull. Their ears can barely hear, their eyes have shut. Otherwise, they might see with their eyes, hear with their ears, and understand with their hearts. Then they would turn back and I would heal them. That's part of the prophecy. And then Yeshua says in verse 16, but blessed are your eyes, my disciples, because they see and your ears because they hear. Okay, very interesting. But notice that the condition of the people was such that their hearts had become dull. And remember what it said in Proverbs chapter 27. A person's heart reflects the person. What is a dull heart? A dull, a dull heart, I mean, even the word connotes a dull person's heart does not shine. A dull heart does not shine. Dull. Dull is like the opposite of shine. Dull and shine are like antonyms, right? Isn't that the right? They're like antonyms, right? They're, they're kind of opposites in many ways. A dull heart does not shine. A dull heart does not reflect. A dull penny does not shine. My father, our founding rabbi, Rabbi Emeritus, he's known as Rabbi E here. He's doing 
pretty well right now, y'all. He's in a, a new uh, home, um, care home. But anyway, he used to coin hunt. That used to be one of his passions. Some of you remember when he used to coin hunt. And he used to do Civil War artifact hunting, too, with his metal detector. But eventually, it just got to coin hunting. And I went with him coin hunting all over the place. He, he coin hunted literally all, all over the, the country, even. One time, he coin hunted and up in Philadelphia and found a coin that was 1,700-something uh, U.S. coin. Really amazing. Half dime. But anyway... I remember many times we'd dig up an old penny, man, and it was, it was rough. A lot of times it was, it was rough. It doesn't shine. It doesn't shine. Beloved, here is what I am saying. In 2024, we can't be dull. We can't be dull. We can't be dulled. Mm. We have to have a heart that shines. That shines. Man, that should be our goal. We have to be ones who see with your eyes and hear with your ears. We have to be ones who know that we are not slaves to sin. We have to be ones who shine like the stars in the heaven. Daniel, please, chapter 12. Daniel 12. We have to be ones that shine like the stars in the heaven. That's how we have to shine. Do you know how far away those stars are? Uh, you know, scientists say that they're 27.984 zillion miles. I just made that up. I don't know. I don't, know. <laughs> I don't, I don't think zillion's a real word, actually, man. I don't know. Maybe it is. Uh, they're a long way from here, right? And we know this guy. Can you imagine God? Cam, think about that. God, the creator of the universe created stars that are so far, who knows what he's got going on in those stars? You know, maybe he's got other, and you think to yourself, man, doesn't he have his hands full here? If he's the creator of the universe, who knows? Do you believe in aliens? I have no idea. But, but it's not beyond God to be able to, to, to walk and chew gum, talk and chew gum. I'll put it that way. I don't know. What does that mean? I have no idea. Hey, listen, I, I bawled at the beginning of this message. Give me some slack. <laughs> Daniel chapter 12, please, says this. Those who are wise will shine like the brightness of the heavenly expanse. And those who turn many to righteousness will be like the stars forever and ever. Wow. This is part of Daniel's prophecy of the end times. We have to be willing to shine, to shine. You know, the old dull coins just blend right in. You get a handful of old dull coins and you look at them and nothing stands out. Just a whole bunch of coins, right? You can't be willing to blend right in. The shiny coins stand out. You have to shine brightly, like the word says, like the stars in the heavens. Mark chapter 2. Mark 2. I told you I had some scripture for you today. Well, I love the word of God. That's where I get my answers. There's, there's not a, you know, there, it's funny. There actually is a traditional Jewish book that answers a lot of questions. You know it. It's the Jewish book of why. 
Like, why do we do this, Rabbi? Or why do we do this? Why this? And they, a lot of it's based on, on the Bible or biblical principles, but some things are just other reasons. And, uh, and so it was so popular that they decided to make a sequel, The Jewish Book of Why 2. <laughs> yeah, it's like, okay, there's more, and I'm sure there's more volumes of it. You know, there's a lot of, a lot of, of, of questions. Well, you know what? My answer book is this book. That's my answer book right here. Rabbi Kevin doesn't know it all. I ain't got it all figured out. I'll tell you that. Mark chapter 2 says this, verse 22. So that's 2.22. And no one puts new wine into old wineskins. Otherwise, the wine will burst the skins, and the wine is lost, also the skins. But one puts new wine into fresh wineskins. It's 2024. Hey, don't be like 2023. But what if you were okay in 2023? It doesn't matter. Be better. Be better. Friends, a shiny 2023 coin will lose some of its luster compared to a 2024 mint. And this this message is on YouTube uh, in perpetuity or until either the Lord comes back or they go out of business or they start charging a lot of money for uh, uh, us to host. Uh, But in any case... Uh, You may be watching this in 2030. Well, whatever it is, right now, whenever you're watching this, whenever you're thinking about this, we have to be understand that we are a new creation. We've got to be shiny new. We've got to be better than we were we were last year. Even if you were pretty good last year, this is symbolic of this new year. Something that we should be thinking about, my friends. See, the temptation as believers is for us to go about our business and continue as an old minted coin. That's the temptation for us as believers. Well, you know, listen, I was once a new coin. (laughs) Yeah, I was very shiny back 17 years ago. (laughs) Wow, well, that 17-year-ago-old coin, when you came to faith, is dulled a little bit now. Okay, listen, freshen it up. Become a 2024 coin. Shine again. Shine like the stars in the heaven. Maybe you were doing pretty good in 2023. Great. New mint. New mint. New creation. You know what happens? You know what happens to old coins? You know what happens to old coins? What happens? They get dropped. You know, you have a coin long enough. If you're carrying a coin, you're going to drop it. Maybe it goes into the vending machine, clink, 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 and bangs up on everything. It, it clanks into the, into the cash box. If you're pay with that coin, that old coin, it rubs against the other coins, maybe in the purse or in the pocket. And what happens? Soon it gets dulled. That's what happens to old coins. They get dulled. It's, it's normal, right? It's no longer shiny. So easily, this is how we can become too, friends. So easily. Lamentations chapter 5. Lamentations 5. 
I think that you've heard Lamentations chapter 5 before. I'm just going to guess right here that you actually know Lamentations chapter 5 verse 21. You may not think you know it, but I think you do. Bring us back to you, Adonai, and we will return. Renew our days as of old. What does it say? Renew our days. It's interesting. We, we say it every single Shabbat. Every Shabbat we, we say Hashivenu, right? Every Shabbat this is part of our liturgy. But every Shabbat, what are we saying? Renew us as in days of old. Why is in days of old? Is that a, oh, you know, always yesteryear? No, no, no. In days of old, meaning when we were shiny new. Shiny. Renew us. So if necessary, like change the mint date so that we're shiny again. This is what the prayer is. We do it every single Shabbat. Why do we do some of the same liturgy every week? It's a reminder to us to let it sink deep into our spirit. Renew us as in days of old. Think about that for just a minute. We need to be renewed regularly. We need to be able to have that experience with God fresh on a regular basis. See, friends, we need God's mercies new every morning. Why? So that we can shine. This is why we need to be renewed, as the Scripture says. Maybe your walk has been getting a little bit stale. Perhaps your passion for God has become somewhat dulled. It's time to become renewed so that you can shine like that new penny. You can really shine like that new quarter. Man, that, that, that new quarter, it just, it just looks pretty. That, that new coin, that new nickel, whatever it is, just stands out. It's like, whoo, boy, okay, that must be a new coin. You can pick it out. You know that thing hadn't been circulated much. You know there's something different. Here's a final thought on this that'll hopefully bless you. Again, a two-part thing. I want to put them together, and we'll kind of conclude with these two, two passages. Exodus chapter 34. Think about this for just a minute. It's absolutely beautiful to kind of put this all tied out, hopefully in a bow for you, as you contemplate these things. In Exodus chapter 34, Moses, Moshe had been on top of the mountain, Mount Sinai. The, you know, Mount Sinai, that was where he got the Ten Commandments and stuff. That's a pretty intense moment for Moshe. And, and then when he came off the mountain, though, something was different about him, y'all. Something was different about him. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And verse 29, Exodus 34, 29. It says, now it happened when Moses came down from Mount Sinai with the two tablets of the testimony in his hand, the Ten Commandments, when he came down from the mountain that Moses did not know that the skin of his face was radiant because God had spoken with him. Wow. 
When Aaron and all the children of Israel saw Moses, the skin of his face shone in rays. So they were afraid to come near him. Man, that is intense. Good night. Are you kidding me? Moses came off the mountain. He had the tablets in his hands. He had been speaking with God. So much so that it was like this cool Spielberg effect. But better. It was the rays of, of God's glory that were coming off of him, and the people were freaked. That's very deep in the Hebrew, if you have to really study. To... In fact, the glory of God shined on Moses' face so powerfully that he eventually, you can't make this stuff up, he had to put a veil over his face when he came down. The scriptures tell us that. And he put a veil over his face so he wouldn't like freak people out. That's just, that's amazing. That's how much he didn't even realize it at first. He came down and they were like, whoa, what is that? What is going on there? He had been in the presence of God. God had been talking to him. How very interesting. 2 Corinthians 3. But when we meet Messiah, y'all, oh boy. When we meet Messiah, Rabbi, Rabbi Shaul tells us that we should similarly shine and should do so unveiled. <laughs> How interesting. 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 18, Rabbi Shaul is talking about Moses and relating what happened to him to us, to all of us. And he says this in 2 Corinthians 3, 18, but we all with unveiled face, beholding as in a mirror the glory of the Lord, are being transformed into the same image from glory to glory, just as from the Lord, who is the Spirit. Ooh. So get this, friends. What we're, what we're seeing here is that we should be and seek to be in the presence of God with a clean new surface, that new creation, so much so in God's presence that our faces reflect the light of God. Our faces reflect the glory of God. As it says in this passage, we reflect as in a mirror the glory of the Lord. That's what it says. That's how we should shine. So within this, we see the full truth. When we shine, when we shine most brightly, it's not that we are shining ourselves in our own power. We are truly shining brightly when we are in God's presence to the point 
that we are merely reflecting His glory. And that is being a new creation. And that is something to focus on in 2024. The title of my message is Shine. You got it. <laughs> Let's bow our heads. Whew. I want to ask if there's anybody here who's never said a prayer to receive Yeshua as your Messiah. If that is you and you have never given your life to the Lord, but you would like to today, raise your hand and we'll have a simple prayer. If that's you and you've never said yes to Messiah, maybe, is there anyone here who's never done so but wants to today? Just lift your hand and we'll pray. Be honest. We don't know what tomorrow holds. If you're watching online and you've never said that prayer to receive Yeshua as your Messiah, say this simple prayer after me and the Lord will touch you. Dear God, just repeat this. I humble myself before you and I ask Yeshua to come into my heart. I believe he's risen again, standing, sitting at your right hand. Please forgive me of my sins. God, I'm sorry. I'll live the rest of my days for you. Thank you, Lord. If you said that prayer, it's the best decision you ever made. Because you're in the presence of the Lord. You'll be shining His glory. And for all the rest of us, I want to pray for all of us as a congregation here in 2024. Let's all stand just for a moment or two. And, and let's just, uh, let's take a moment to reflect. Pray to the Lord that you will just shine in 2024. Not even in, of your own uh, greatness or anything, but re merely reflecting the glory of God. But that you will shine like that coin that just you, you, you immediately see it and a stack of coins or something different about you. Pray to the Lord that you'll be that different, that you'll make decisions in your life that are sacrificial, uh, that are different than you would make in your own flesh. Why? Because you're a new creation. Thank you for listening to this week's message from Rabbi Kevin. Please like, subscribe, and share this link with a friend. We would be grateful to receive your tax-deductible gift to further the good news of Messiah Yeshua. To make a contribution, please click on the PayPal link in the description. Also, to view our regular services, click the link in the description for our YouTube channel. If you would like more information about Yeshua the Messiah or how you can become part of our Bethlehem family, please visit our website at www.bethhalel.org. That's B-E-T-H-H-A-L-L-E-L.org. Or call 770-641-3000. If you are in the metro Atlanta area, please visit us for an Arab Shabbat service, Friday nights at 8 o'clock, or Shabbat services, Saturday mornings at 11. God bless and Shalom. Nine, 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 nine.